When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are inundated with countless home and auto insurance ads surrounding the big game in Phoenix. Did you really listen to those ads? What were they trying to tell you? They are on your side. Let's hope so. They've seen a few things. Well, we all have. And I don't know about this one. You're in good hands? Really? Okay. Or best ever, double check. What are we checking? Their work or ours? Now, what does any of this do for you, by the way? Nothing. They are all only one company with one agent. No options. Call the Canopy Group. Their message is clear. You get 16 companies and 20 professionals. So as your home and auto insurance needs change, the Canopy Group will help you find another insurance company to meet your individual needs. No fancy ads. Just the simple promise of providing you the best insurance coverage at the best price, year in and year out. New clients enjoy an average savings of over $800 with the Canopy Group. Call the Canopy Group at 800 800- 967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Always oh, fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. But isn't it? <laughs> it's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick, you were just talking about your favorite sport, hockey, and what, what the was, Blues uh, and Wild are doing. The, uh, what the Blues were dismantling for. I guess I didn't know Tarasenko and uh, O'Reilly's contracts were up, and they don't want to pay, obviously. Huh? Uh-oh, it's phone. I know. Let me uh, turn this off. It's the early phone call. Uh, yes, I don't know what it would be. Your popularity. I don't know who that is, but uh, anyway. Uh, yes, uh, I was just surprised to see that, that they gave up. But then, uh, as you said, look at the standings. They, they think they're done, and uh, yep. they've been a disappointment to themselves. Who do they got playing goal for them these days? Same uh, guy. Bennington. Bennington. Yeah, Jordan Bennington. Who's they the, have that trouble with the goalies, don't they? They are great, like Jake Allen. They're great, and then they can't stop a volleyball, right? It's, that's it's, that's yeah. Dex's whole thing. He he always mm-hmm. says that trying to like plan goaltending mm-hmm. is so difficult because these guys, so many of them are up and down. Yeah, there's about five or six of them that you you know about, you know, that are going to be really good. And there's five or six of them who terrify you. And uh, the rest of them are, uh, you know, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. The, the uh, our boys got lucky though that Gustafson can play because they yes. didn't really know that. They can say they did, but they didn't really know that. And that last game, Flurry played against Colorado, three goals on the first nine shots. Mm-hmm. He was just awful. Yes, but hey, they bounce back with two wins, mm-hmm. so everything's fine. And uh, so, what are they on this uh, homestand? Three and three, something like that. One what? left. 
They've one left. They've played six of them. They they have uh, one shootout loss. Yes, that that's a good point. They've got a couple of defeats. I think they lost to Colorado and Vegas, mm-hmm. and then I think they have three wins, okay. including a shootout win. But you get full credit for that. Oh, you get so they they beat yeah. the Devils in a okay, shootout, yeah, but that's right, just right, a win. Right. Yeah. So they uh, in six they got, games they've got seven points. Yep. Right. Yep. So we're happy. And the, yeah, well, the the two back to back wins against Dallas on Friday, and then the. Uh, Sunday when we're huge. What time did they uh, play that Sunday game? I was watching golf. One o'clock. I was playing, watching golf, and all of a sudden I saw the final score. One o'clock. Uh, well. Afternoon uh, hockey, man. I, I, I turned it over. I turned over to watch, and I didn't know if I was watching the postgame or the pregame. <laughs> But they looked happy, so I figured. Well, well it's valleys. You can never tell. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. That is true. But Wes was uh, saying good things, so I figured. Wes, Wes will still, yeah. you know, in a, in a low key way, tell you he stunk. But uh, anyway, that was. Uh, I did have the privilege, though, of once again finding the Bulls post game show. After an embarrassing loss, it's unbelievable. Where are you finding this? I, you know, I got the NBA on the various packages. packages. Yeah, okay. various packages. I'd love to and, see this. Oh God, it's this. This was after, you know, they had the loss to a bad team. Who the heck was it? The bad team that beat them mm-hmm. by eight, but then they lost by twenty to somebody that was good. I don't know. One of the first losses with Toronto, and I don't know somebody that. It should have been a 50-50 game, and they got beat by 20. And they were savaging them again. And basically, yeah, Billy, he says the same thing after every one of these games like that. And it's, it's just uh, uh, unbelievable. Uh, now, Collie, on the other hand, is always giving Chicago about being a, a, a homer town, which I – I certainly don't see that in their, oh, Joe Cal- in their TV show. Joe holds them to a high standard. Oh, yes, I, I, he does. Because he grips them. Oh, he does. He bru- He's still at the Sun-Times. Uh, where is he? Yeah, I think he must okay. be. He oh, must my be. God, he, he is. Must. He lived here for years. I don't know if he, he still does. He lived Park here near and me. did all his uh, traveling around. Yes. Because his family was from here. Yes. And uh, he lived here, but he flew around. But, but I suppose that saves him. Living here would save him from having garbage thrown on his lawn and mm-hmm. stuff because he don't he does not give a damn. He's one of those old timers that write anything and then walk up to the guy and ask him. If a it's question. not confrontational, it's not worth and, doing. And, and walk up and ask him a question, and if the guy, you know, blows him off or uh, profanely lets him have it, that'll be in the that'll be on Twitter at least, and maybe in the story. Yeah, that's fine with Joe if you rip him. That NBC Sports show, though, Pat, is great because I've seen this on Twitter clips. The White Sox posted pre and post, which Ozzy's on. Ozzy and Frank Thomas, yeah. And Ozzy will just destroy (laughs) him. Yes, right. Yeah, Ozzy is. Oh, it's the greatest. uh, I was hoping they'd bring back Ozzy when they had to get a, when they were replacing La Russa. Uh, You know, he's still being punished for saying Castro wasn't such a bad guy. You know, because he did a, you know. I know. It was kind of like the uh, the hard car right winger saying Hitler wasn't all bad, you know. Mark Schott like said that. that back when she owned the Reds, right? Didn't she get in in a bunch of? Yeah, I think we suspended, that he we suspended her for a while. Built the freeways, came up with the freeways or something. Most scary human being I've ever ran into in my life, Mark Schott. Really? Uh, nineteen ninety World Series, right? Yes. The Reds sweep them. 
the red sweep them. They have yep. one. The press box is jam packed, of course, and a, and there's and the football press box is also full, and there's only one elevator downstairs. It's the it's it lands in the baseball press box, <laughs> and uh, I get you know the game's over, and I I go line up so I can get on it quick and get downstairs and get a couple of quotes and I don't know which game it was but uh, sure. but uh, the door opens up and a drunk Marge shot is standing there in front of me in a, in a full elevator you stay out of here you bleep hole <laughs> drunk you know, basically so much beer in her, it's almost rolling out of her mouth, and she's the most frightening character I've ever seen. Ah, okay. <laughs> that was a great World Series because she had Shotzi out there yeah. with Barb Bush, and she's Shotzi's trying to have his way with uh, Marge Boy, Barbara Bush. He's sniffing everywhere he can sniff. And it's, it's Surprised he wasn't pooping on the and, field. And Barbara's trying to... You know, re- yep. re- retain his dignity going like this. And Marge is, you know, drunk and oblivious and uh, unbelievable. I would have liked to met the guy that married her. Because yeah. she was, uh, like, she couldn't have been a debutante. So, and he got, obviously, a lot of money. How he ended up marrying my I can see how he wouldn't have divorced her, though. Now, how, how did she, she, she get her money? She would have tracked him down and, well, she got it from the husband. Okay. She okay. Yeah, the husband was. Gotcha. She, it, she was on the board, and then everybody. She saved the team basically because they <laughs> they were always underfinanced. Even once, you know, once baseball's salaries exploded, they were fine when they were putting together the big red right. machine and all those years. But uh, yeah, she was. Uh, oh man, unbelievable. Yeah, but you you know, you would have ended up in the freezer. If you tried to divorce her, I'm sure that she would have had, she would have gotten a friend and they would have killed you and put you in the freezer and say, we don't know what happened. She just was, disappeared. She was, she was unbelievable. Oh God, was she frightening. Like, I mean, I remember her, you know, what, like you said, got suspended and she brought a, Rose back, right? To manage or yes, yes, they traded did. for Pete Rose and Pete. Oh, yeah. made him the player manager she, before he. Yeah. Well, how they, who was. She had the good general manager who put together the uh, 90 team. Who the heck was it? Uh, can't remember. But he, she had Bowden later the, you yep. know, was uh, when he was a young guy. Yep. He was a beauty, too. He had a, he had like a 14-year-old son, Bowden, who'd come up and smart off all the sports writers. He'd walk around the press box and smart off to all the sports writers and tell them, you know, and Tell him what stuff he'd heard. And then he, really? He was, I don't know, he's like 12 or something, this kid. But he was, he had the run of the place. And he was, you know, he was down in the clubhouse. And then he was running around in the press box. Bowden's kid, yeah. Young kid, smart ass, ass little. Bowden's made a career for himself now as the yeah. multimedia and he, know-it-all. Uh, yeah, and he, uh, you know, he's he's right about a third of the time. Yeah. Just like everybody else. Yeah. So. But he, good he, for him. I'm sure he's making he a lot of money. He throws everything. Yes, and he. Uh, well, he was a kid. He was a, he was the first of the young GMs mm-hmm. when she when she hired him because she liked him because he was young and handsome and he knew how to schmooze her up. So he had one, he had one one or two good teams there, and then he kind of went in the tank. I think 
Uh, yeah, because he took a team to the playoffs. Was it White? Or no, you know what it was? It was the old one game playoff. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, he did. They did have one. I think they played the Giants in a one game playoff. It used to be considered a great baseball town, but they've, they've basically. You know, opening day, bringing the yeah. That used to be the first game, yeah, right? First game when I was a kid. Every of, year uh, it was the first National League. It was the site of the first National League game, right? In that, yep. In the old National League from the eighteen seventies. So great German baseball town, but I don't know if it's as German as many. But they now you got a soccer team that draws people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I think Reds fe- fever mm-hmm. died away a little while ago, mm-hmm. and the Bengals are big now. So yeah. Well, yeah, the Bengals are. It it's amazing, though. It's always been low budget. Cincinnati in everything and every sport has been low budget, and because they, I don't know if it's not a. There's not a lot of companies there. They don't participate or what it is. It's really it's Milwaukee only. Milwaukee's got more vibrant, got more of a vibe than Cincinnati does. But it's uh, as a town, it's a lot like Milwaukee. Interesting. I don't know what their beer was, though. They had to have a famous beer. I don't know what it was. That's, yeah, that's they a had good... to have some beer because those old German towns all had. A beer. My mom was born there and lived there till like 1945, and used to go to Crosley Field on oh, the yeah. train. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Crosley Field was famous for the hill in left field. Yes. Uh, they just they went out on his they went out on his prairie. And built a ballpark out in this, you know, out in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's a hill there. They just built a fence there. <laughs> never, never changed. And didn't the Astros try and pay tribute to it yes. at their new ballpark? Yes, and they everybody. finally took it everybody out because they was like, what the hell are you yeah, doing? Yeah, you're going to kill us here, for goodness sake. Why do you have a, a hill in the middle of, <laughs> or in deep center field? Yeah, well, now the Orioles have set a new standard for stupidity. In, in, that is one of the more in remarkable. Base, in baseball geometry, they've set a... And uh, now they want more improvements standard. there. Did Did you see that? Uh, they they want oh, camp yeah. upgrades uh, at Camden now because it's thirty whatever yes. years old. Well, yeah, you just uh, you just really screwed it up. So, so I, I did this on Twitter the other day, but uh, you uh, thinking up geometry of ballparks, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of one of my favorite three day periods on the road, nineteen seventy seven. Okay, Twins went to Boston. I always love that town. They, uh, that was a 77 team, hitting, hitting son of a guns, crew, Bostock, Heisel, blah, blah, blah. They went into, they, I don't know what, I can't remember what happened the first two days and, and, uh, Monday and Tuesday, but on Wednesday, there was a scheduled twinight doubleheader. Yeah. And which they started at 515 back then or <laughs> something, did, played yes. two games and he'd be done at 1015. Uh, but I remember, 35 hits in the doubleheader for the Twins. And tattooing Bostock, Crew, just tattooing the monster. Just boom, boom, There were doubles bouncing all over the monster. So I looked it up, and it was May 25th of 77, and they indeed, they had 24 hits in the first game and 11 in the second game and beat the Red Sox 13 to something and 9 to something. And then we went to Baltimore, and we had a day off in Baltimore. And which is tells you about scheduling back then. Yes. They had an off day rather than having, there was no Nesson to tell them. So they played two and then so they could. Have and it was off. a straight one too. Yeah, so a not, straight one. They had a scheduled the... one and then they played uh, 
Yep. And then they had an off day in Baltimore on on Thursday. Ron Schuler was on the team first year after the Phillies, and he and I had gotten along great. And he drank. He'd be in the hotel bar, and we'd come in, and he'd buy you a couple of drinks, and everything was fine. And uh, Portland and Philly and uh, 76ers were in the NBA Finals okay. in uh, Philadelphia that on that night off. And uh, uh, it, was, it was a great scene, man. Julius, and uh, they love Lloyd Free. They love Lloyd Free. World be free, World the free. prince of midair. They'd run around. <laughs> the game started. They'd run around the sidelines and with fans holding big signs, the prince of midair. And, World B, and he was world. He was just, he was all world. He hadn't become all world B yet. Okay. He was all world. That's where that name came from. I think he said he was all world, and they all went on. But the Prince of Midair was the other thing, and they loved him. And they had Daryl as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the, so Schuler says to me, you get the rent-a-car, I got two tickets in a suite that's going to be full of fillies uh, Thursday night. In Philadelphia. I said, okay. So I get to rent a car. We drive to Philly, have a few cocktails beforehand, go to the, in the suite in Philly with Carlton's and McCarver. They, they must not have had a game or, or maybe, I haven't really looked it up. I know that we drank with him after the game. Carver, because I thought of this when McCarver died. Sure. Who was a great guy, by the way. And, but there were, uh, that was the night of the of the of the of the brawl, the late in the brawl. Uh, it was the, could have been the Broad Street Bullies. It was more Portland was going to lose Maurice Lucas, who was a big strong guy from Marquette. You know, right? You pushed Daryl or knocked Daryl down to the floor. Daryl got up and took a big swing at him, and fans were running out. It you know fans were running out. There were punches all over. You only had two refs back then. They were trying. The coaches were jumping on people. And Daryl took a great big swing at Maurice Lucas and hit Doug Collins, who's teammate in the side of the head. Oh, my God. Okay. And, I mean, but it went on for like 20 minutes. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then we, and then we, you know, then we went to the bar after the game with a bunch of Phillies. And I was hope, I hope. I was using restraint. I'm not because we had to drive back to Baltimore. Right. And, but I do remember on the trip back to Baltimore, it was a race with the sun. It was a race. Could we get to the hotel well, before still the sun got to Baltimore? <laughs> and it was cracked. There was a, it was a, it was, <laughs> the, it was cracking the horizon to yep. go out over the water. We came down this hill going into Baltimore. And it was cracking the horizon, and I got to be very proud of myself. That was a hell of a driving effort. And Chew was sleeping in the car, wow. but about two weeks later, yep. I haven't looked up the date, but a couple weeks later, they go to Toronto. They, they this was Toronto was you know in in its infancy, but they get hammered in Toronto. Um, in 77, and I think it was that year. Maybe it was the next year. I don't know when it was, but they get beat in Toronto. And Chu, my drinking buddy, announces in the clubhouse before the game, he had he had called his wife who had in the Twin Cities who had gotten the two newspapers 
to see how much praise he got for three scoreless innings of relief. But it was in like a 9-0 loss. And I didn't mention it. I mean, he just was back. He wrote 20-inch yeah. game story. He had two notes on the bottom. That was, you know, he'd write a 20-inch game story and two notes in the bottom. And she read the Pioneer Press story to him, and he wasn't mentioned, and he announced to me he was never taught. No comments for me after that in the newspaper. He'd talk to me if I saw him in the bar, but I couldn't quote him because I had— I did this because I didn't. I didn't. I didn't give. I didn't say. Despite a stout effort by Ron Schuler, they got beat nine to talk nothing. Talk to you in the yeah in the bar. I'd say, "Well, you doing Shuler?" And might, we wouldn't sit around a BS like we used to. But he'd buy a drink, or I'd buy him a drink, or something. But no quotes. But hey, as I said. Buy me a drink back then. Who needs quotes? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, after a game. Who Plenty of guys quotes? to quote. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's, uh, reminds me so of you me. didn't even write anything disparaging about no, him. You just didn't, didn't mention, mention him. It. I didn't mention it. Mopping straight. up in a blow. Because he'd been bad. He'd gotten, he'd been in a, I think he'd been in a bad cycle. And then he had these three scoreless innings with that curveball he threw. Oh. Big curveball pitcher back then. And he was. He was fair, you know, that year by the standards of that pitching staff, which were terrible. That oh. team, you know, that team was the best hitting team of all time. Right. Yeah. You said the pitching staff of that team was awful, yeah. but. Yeah. But <laughs> no it's also really hilarious to go back and see, you know, they beat the White Sox 19 to 12 or something. And out here in that July, uh, June 30th, 1977, oh, they yeah. had a huge crowd. Yes. And. Uh, but I think it was like three oh four or something like. How long would it take to play nineteen to twelve now? Three days? Oh my God! Yeah. Well, actually, with the pitch clock, we might speed that up now. But yeah, last season. Yes, but that's remarkable. You know, that might be. I, I think that that game might be the most famous non-playoff game or for our, World Series for the younger, for the, at Met Stadium for the younger generation. For the but like from sixty one yeah. to their what. It, what 20 years there, right? Yes. Because they moved 21 in 82. Years. 21 seasons. Okay. 21 seasons. That might be the game I've heard the most about. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, there, was a, there was a record crowd. It was 40. It was a gorgeous day. They delayed playing it for 20. They delayed the start for like 20 minutes because they sold 25,000 tickets at the gate. Yeah. You know, and they, had, up. they had four guys, you know, saying, Calvin, Calvin, can we get a couple? Yeah. You know, don't worry about it. That of course was the uh, our mutual acquaintance climbing up the uh, left field foul pole. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was um, you know Stu Thornley. Apparently, he's uh, he he was more of a drinker then than he uh, is today. I don't think he drinks today. But uh, no, Stu was young up. and vibrant back but, then. Yes, yeah, well, he was seventeen or eighteen, and that was a big foul pole too. Oh yeah, he climbing up the left. That field was a foul serious pole. bleeping we foul pole. We had to pole. delay the game. We delayed the game, <laughs> and Casey yelled. Come down from the foul bowlers, huh? <laughs> let Casey, let Casey. Um, you know what? I love uh, Abrams and I love the PA guy, but you'll never replace Casey. What would Case have done if you if you did the new thing, which now is you know we're back for the third period, so make some noise, <laughs> make some noise, damn it! Yeah. Oh man, he would have been uh, he would have been beautiful. Oh, he was—he he was beautiful. I mean, the great as I said, he gave me a hundred scoops. 
Went over a hundred, but he was really. Uh, but he went. He I went well. This, I heard. Yes, he thought he was helping me out. I got along with him. That great. dungeon thing at the dome was one of the greatest setups oh, I've ever God, seen. Yeah, I'm stuck down in there. And him trying to dodge balls that weren't going to hit him because there <laughs> yes. was a plexiglass in front yes, of him. Yes, but the players then putting shaving cream. In. I think the greatest thing that about the '87 team that tells you about them is they're behind in the. Fifth inning of that game, right? Yep. Or the, maybe the Tudor game. Maybe the game six. Might have been game six. Saturday afternoon game. Yeah. Yeah. Game yeah, six. Right. And he goes, they see that he takes a whiz break. You know, he runs out because he got to run into the main club and the, the dugout to take a whiz. Yep. And they go over and put shaving cream in his headset in the middle of the game. You know, the, they're behind in the game that will eliminate him in the World Series. And they still... Brudansky still has time to spray shaving cream in his headset, you know. And he was livid, right? Oh, yeah. Sons of a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was a guy. He was great. He was so... When they left him to his own devices, it was... Was it the... I think it might have been this. When was Otis Nixon here? 96-ish, 90, I think. That, right? That must have been near the end. 95, 96-ish? I think it was... Lead it off, opening day. Lead it off for the Twins. Amos Nixon. And then he says, no, no. <laughs> Otis, Amos, Amos, Otis. No, Amos, Amos, <laughs> Amos Nixon. And they said, no, no, Amos, Otis. And then he finally said, Otis Nixon. <laughs> First hitter of the season. Oh, God. First hitter of the season. God, he was something. Players loved him, though. I told Wash, I was in Arizona when he, when he died. And Ron Washington was uh, with Oakland then. I think he might have been coaching by then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was. I told him he started crying. Really? Yeah. He loved him. They all loved him because he was such a goofball. Oh, he's a great character. <laughs> he's a goofball. Great baseball character. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was uh, tremendous. What a weekend. Did either of you try to watch uh-huh. any moments of the NBA All-Star game? I did not. No. no. How about you, Dan? Not a single second. I, wa- I was with you, Pat. I was watching Genesis. Uh, I was watching some HBO. I did not dabble at all no. into that. Did you? Uh, I turned it I And honest to God, I'm not lying. I haven't watched it for five years. Yeah. I, you know, there's no sense. But what they have done is... It's now, it was always a layup drill. It's now a half-speed layup drill. Yeah. They don't. That's what hockey's they done. Got, they run off. They run off a pick, and then a guy cuts, and there's two big guys standing down there, and they let him drive in and, and lay it in. But he's not doing it full speed. Yep. He's not even doing it half. It's doing it half-speed. And it's, it was 180 to 170 or something. But it. I said this on Twitter. It basically promote. I don't buy. In fact, I know it's untrue. This there's no defense in the NBA, and there's a great lack of effort. Now there is garbage time. We can admit that. Mm-hmm. But what it does is for the NBA bashers, it reiterates for them. Look at look at. No defense and a lack of effort. Why bother? Uh, that's the, the hockey, NFL, I said the same thing. The NFL has figured it out. Just don't play the game. You know, they have some event. 
I don't know. I think maybe a two-on-two tournament or something. That, uh, it's But you're right. It's the pace at which, because ho- hockey, so three-on-three yeah. in overtime is fun because it's back and forth and up and mm-hmm. down, or it's supposed to be. In the, in the all-star format, same thing. They just go half speed. Really, and once you go half speed, you might as well not do it. Yes, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. And I don't I mean, even care anymore. I mean, I, I I don't either. But I've been to NBA All Star games. I was at the Magic when Magic had AIDS and came back and played. And I mean, they competed, and well, it was right. a big event. Well, through the '90s, hockey did the same. They yeah. competed, but they don't compete now. No, and, and so why bother? Exactly. Hey, as as we record this, uh, Dex just sent me this, Patrick from the San Antonio Express News. Red McCombs has passed away at oh, 95. No. Okay. Well, he was an interesting character, uh, to say the least. And uh, certainly, uh, he got out of here with what, 600? 600. 600. Which he, is nothing. He paid 200, I think. Yep. A couple hundred. So he made a nice profit, but he had to spend the rest of his life lamenting the fact that he got 600. I'm he shocked he 600. left. What when he did? I really thought that he would try and and draw and broker well, but you, a bigger deal. But you knew that he was bailing when he didn't try to win at all. And you know, Tyson's last year, he didn't even let him have it. Oh, but then he turned it. Yeah, I remember my dad being half convinced because they did that exhibition game in San Antonio, right? He was. I remember my dad having a little bit of a fear that his goal was to get them to San Antonio. Purple likes. pride, purple pride. Yeah, I, I I've him. told this story a hundred times, Declan, but he's here for two weeks, and he's in the paper and on TV every day, right? <laughs> Stopping and bell playing on the way to man camp. Purple <laughs> pride, purple pride. Then he's at the field, and it's, it's this it's this celebration of this BS. And I write a column about the you know the mornings and. Shut up and go back to San Antonio. We don't have to. I'd have to look it up. But I I just said, you're a silly man and, you know, you're an idiot and go home. I mean, I didn't say an idiot, but I just said, we're sick of this BS. Let's let's grow up around here. And I get a call in the morning, 830 in the morning. Patrick Reese. I said, yeah, it's his secretary from San Antonio. And. But he's hooked up to his car, you know, in limo. Of course. He's going to the airport. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, could you hold for Mr. McCombs? 8.30 in the morning, you know. I'm saying, uh, okay, I'm going to find out what a jackass I am right now. And he says, Patrick? He says, yep. I want you to know I'm on my way to San Antonio. I read the paper. I took your advice. I'm going home. And I said, wow. that's why that guy's got more money than God. And I'm just yep. sitting here throwing insults at, uh, at a guy at the, you know, he was, he could have, he could have screamed at me, called me a bunch of names and knowing that he had made a guy who was going to take shots at him for the rest of his life. Right. Right. Instead, he's, instead he's, he shows me that he's bulletproof. He doesn't care because he's got money. We had him on the radio a couple of times uh, when he, after he was back, when he built that, uh, you know, the racetrack, the race, the, the America where the Grand Prix is in Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. He built that thing. Over 200 million he spent. Said my, he says, I said, how you doing? I said, you did pretty good on a Viking, something like that. He said, yeah, but my kids are trying to get me to spend it all because the kids were the ones that wanted him to build that racetrack. 
says, they're trying to get me to spend it all before I'm gone. You know, that was 10 years ago, though, probably. Yeah. But um, Chad yeah. Osland was his guy, you know. Chad, Chad is, I still think, he's the guy that does the impersonation of me on various outlets. And uh, and uh, and he, he and I are buddies, and, but he loved Red. He drove Red around, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he was basically. He was like and, Red's guy. And he, he, Red used him to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know? So that was a that was a very interesting chapter in Vikings history. It sure as hell was. I mean, by two thousand five, that was Tom Clancy, right? First, yes, yes. Tom Clancy was going to buy. Tom the, Clancy had no money. Well, the nineties in this town. Sports wise, were as dysfunctional. Oh, yes. We had the triad. We had Norm Green. <laughs> yes. We had the Wolves moving to New Orleans. Yes. Before right. Glenn Taylor saved them. Yeah, yeah, that is right. If we we we, we go back to the the glorious uh, time when we had all the major sporting events, and then we had this. Yeah, God know. said, "Okay, you had that." <laughs> yeah, ninety one. The, the decade started with yep. a winning a World Series. And uh, and uh, having all the major sporting events, and within a year, and you're right. After that, it was just a year late. You know, the Stanley Cup Finals, the World U.S. Open, uh, yep. the World Series, and uh, what else did we have? We had Super Bowl, Super yep. Bowl. Yeah, because it started. I think it started with U.S. Open and ended with the Final Four, right? Yep. Because so the Super Bowl was right before the Final Four. Okay, we had the. Uh, the Stanley Cup was in June. Okay, we had the uh, the first thing we have is the the golf golf because that was May of ninety one, right? Okay, okay, because it went into ninety two. Okay, yeah, yeah, and it was we had everything but the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, remember yeah. saying you know, and uh, and then uh, and then all hell, <laughs> then the North Stars leave, and the two twins are going to go to the Triad and Tampa, and where are they going to go to? Where was where was Harvey? No, that was eighty four. Yeah, that, that was Calvin. Where where were we going to go if we didn't give Carl the stadium? We're, the we're going to contract. We were going to contract. Oh, well, that that was yeah. the second time. Yeah. Carl actually pulled the wool over our eyes because both of them were BS, right? Because mm-hmm. the triad was not going to happen, and they were not going to be contracted. It is amazing though that you couldn't get Charlotte to play around with you. Yeah, you, you had to go to Winston Salem for goodness' what sake. What was the bill? What, who was the rich? The rich guy who was going to build a stadium? I think you had fun with this one out in the summer. The, uh, Greek, yeah, the Greek. Go what on. was the Greek's name? I think you did like two columns oh, on him because it was Greek, so funny. He was greatest. I called my friend Johnny D. I'll find it while you. I called my, I, you know, he was saying. That he, Hey, De- Declan, this guy was going to buy the Vikings and okay. build his own stadium up in Forest Lake. And he was staying in a Super 8 up in Forest Lake or someplace. Yes. You know, what was his name? I'm trying to find was this. Was this uh, pre-Red? Red McCombs? Or was this when Red was trying to sell? This was, right, I think, this right was, before. This was, this, was this was the 90s. Pre-Red. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing if I can find it. Was Pop... It was, uh, was it Papa something? No, yeah. What the hell is his name? You'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah, but that was uh, the nineties were quite the quite the um, time here because after Target Center, we couldn't get anything built. We couldn't get an outhouse built. No, no, for a that's, sports that's team. That's amazing. Uh, but the thing about it was, who was the uh, black guy with supposed who didn't have any money but was going to buy the Vikings? Reggie Fowler. 
Reggie. No, 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 no. The guy from Alabama. Was that him? I thought that was Reggie because he got in trouble with okay. like the okay, okay, you're right, Reggie the USFL. Fallon. Yeah, Reggie Fallon. Mm. So and but we were accused of being racist. I'm six foot one and tons of fun. Yeah, that was his first press conference. Yeah, we were we were accused of being racist for not believing that Reggie had the money, right? Yes, and I think there was an edit, letters to the editor or something. So when we didn't believe the Greek guy, he had that hat. He had one of those fisherman hats. Remember? Yes. What the hell was his name? God, we got to get it. We got to get his name. It was great. But my friend, Johnny DeVallis, by the way, those Greeks, all the Greeks in town, they know each other better than anybody. It is a, it is a little tight community and they're the greatest people ever, but they all go to the Greek Catholic church over on near the Lake of the Isles. And they're, they're all, they're, they're all buddies. They all own businesses. They have, you know, they, support each other. But Johnny Duvalis is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I call up Johnny and I said, Johnny, don't you feel we're being anti-Greek here <laughs> by uh, not believing that this fella has the money? So Johnny, I feed Johnny and Johnny gives me some great quotes about, yes, he was going to, there's this something called the Hellenic Society. Yep. He was going to get them to worked up to protest our anti-Greek views here in the Twitch. You probably couldn't even get away with writing that column anymore because you, you're making the order of the Hellenic something or other. And and Johnny, Johnny gives me the great quotes, right? So uh, we're going to, so I write this column, which was filled with ethnic conversation that probably would not, not work 30 years later. But, uh, uh, the next day, Johnny gets a call from home from this guy wanting to know if he wants to invest. <laughs> Johnny calls me and says, he wants me to give him money. Oh, that's not the, says, that wasn't the end game. He says, I have a little plumbing store. He wants me to, he wants me to give him money. I can't find his name. 19, no. Damn so, it, just because it's Google, it's Google. It's stopping on way too much in the 2000s. Oh, really? But we had, you know what, too? Like, like, <laughs> we had if, if you go back... Because I think it was the late 90s as well when Chris Clauser was president of the Twins and was going to build a temporary outdoor ballpark yes, by the yes. mall. Like, if you go to the party, what port, were we doing? Porta potty pork. Yes. Part of, we were going to prove the glamour of outdoor yes. baseball with a middle of September series for a non contending team. Yes. Right? But we were going to, and when the Vikings are playing some other place, right? Yeah. And out of town, they were. And Porta Potty Park, Porta Potty Park. He found they that plot of land was up by the mall. I'm sure there's stuff on it now, but he was gonna. And I think baseball immediately said that no, no, no. the stupidest thing. Yeah, well, they're gonna build temporary bleachers. A ground ball is gonna hit a pebble and hit Ralphio <laughs> Palmero right in the nose. Yeah, we, well, think what it was gonna cost. You had to put grass on it. Oh my god, temporary grass. What you had to build doing? the bleachers. Excuse me, it was gonna hold twenty thousand. What a time to be a columnist. Oh, God, it was great. Poor <laughs> Klaus, I was at the winter meetings and maybe a year. Then he got run out. You know, he yeah. was, was going to get rid of Kelly, too, right? Yes. That? Yeah, you told me that. He was going to get rid of Kelly and uh, Terry Ryan. And Terry Ryan. He was going to bring in a new regime. And I don't know. He, he was like Carl's neighbor out. And he lived in a place behind Carl out there at Interlock. A Burger King executive? 
Well, he'd been at Northwest Airlines. Okay. And and uh, big big job with them. Not he wasn't running it, but he had a big job with them. Right. Nice guy. But uh, you know, he. I don't think he lasted a year. Did he? If he did, it wasn't much more. But than I that. was I was covering them. For some reason they we must have been between ball riders or something because they they sent me to the Boston for the winter meetings, mm-hmm. and they were at the Sheraton in Boston, which is where the teams all used to stay. And so the lobby. This was when still when the lobby was the place, you know, in the, in the baseball right winter meetings. So and Clauser walks in, and all these baseball people with his. Suitcase with a bag, you know, a small suit carrier and stuff, and he right. walks in, and, and I write, and he runs into me, who right away, who wrote more smart ass things about him than anybody, you know, and he runs into me, and I said, "My God, who's hiring you?" And he says, "What's this?" What's he didn't know that he didn't know that the. Uh, <laughs> That the winter meetings were being held there, so he walks into the midst of it. He's probably the only non-baseball person in the whole place. That was his new. That might have been his burger. King. Okay, so he had nothing to do with baseball no, at all. He no, just happened no, to be staying. No, he just happened to walk in. Yeah, it was funny. He's yeah. good. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash unchained50 and use code unchained50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while subscription is active. That's code unchained50 at factormeals.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I did a column about five years ago, but I called him up and I, because we were, what were we doing? There was something, and I I took a whole new view of Porta Potty Park uh, because of this, uh, you know. Something. It's one of the greatest, <laughs> goofiest, greatest it ideas is, of all it time. Is. You bring it up; it's a great period of time. Oh, from well, we couldn't have known a, de- a decade from yeah. I mean, we win the World Series. We have a parade. We should have, you know, when we should have known, we, and and this is relevant today. I, I know exactly what you're you going to say. We win the World Series. Yeah. We have a parade on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. On Thursday, Friday, we have 31 inches of snow. Yep. And then we have the blizzard that that has never been seen since, but we're going to have tomorrow. But we might have it in the next Wednesday couple of days. Thursday yes. in the next two days. You're right. So... It was yeah. all over. <laughs> yeah, we had this. Hope blizzard. you enjoyed this. <laughs> we had this blizzard, and that, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we—that uh, was our last uh, championship. In, yes, it was uh, in a major men's uh, sport, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was thirty 
It is. When you think about it, 32 years is hard, right? Now, we, we, we give hockey a hard time, Phil was, but we did miss those seven years of not having a team, at least. Yes. The other teams, we've had them all the time. But it is like the dysfunction and the fact that we couldn't get anything built in a you know a stadium you know until Norm built the X. Yeah, we, you know they they literally were bringing Gary Bettman to the Civic Center to see if yes, it was viable. Right. And Bettman oh, said, yeah. "Until you I build mean, something new, stop." It. And I think they had the had the meeting with Bettman then at Mancini's or someplace. I remember being over there, and it was like some St. Paul joint. Is where they. I think the Whalers. I think they took the. The Whalers. Hartford was looking at the Civic Center. And Bettman said, You you can't put a team in here. No, we're not going to. It's a dump. We're not going to go retro for good. And Target Center, they couldn't share the. The the funds enough so because that uh, the guy from Medina Richard Burke Richard he bought Burke. the Jets yeah, and, and he was going to move the Jets. They went to Phoenix because they couldn't go, afford them. He'd rather go to Phoenix than Target Center. Well, because Marvin Harv couldn't share the uh, didn't want to share the revenue revenue. Yeah. So, like, I think I think the Wolves were a Coke team, and, and the North Stars have been Pepsi. And they said, we can't do that. We can't have Pepsi on our boards. Plus, I think Burke had a home in Phoenix, India, yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, and he did like that. So, that, that, how'd that work out for you? And now they're in a college arena. Yeah, hoping <laughs> to get, hoping to finally get a, a rink. Well, they had a rink. Well, not, they got kicked out of Glendale. Yeah, because they won't pay the rent. Well, but it's like you said about it's out, Glendale. It's another, Who the hell builds 41 well, homes? You, you know what else? Out there. You know what else? It's the same situation as Ottawa, apparently. Yes. It, it's, as Ottawa out. has gotten larger, it's impossible to get to the rink. you got to leave at three. They're in or it's like... Canata, the, a suburb. It's all, Also, it's like Tampa St. Pete baseball, yes. you know? Hey, we got a game tonight at seven. Leave now. You can get there from uh, the other side of the bridge. Well, you said that if they if they were in Tampa, the Orlando fans would come, right? Yes. Yeah, you can put them on the freeway. Yeah, you can have a stadium out there on the freeway. And why they're still? I don't there. know. I don't know why Oakland is still there and why Tampa is still there is beyond me. Vegas is ready to take Oakland, but the, somehow the owner doesn't want to do it. I'm, I keep getting told. I, a lot of people thought they could be an announcement this year, but. The guy's what still trying for? to build down there in Jack London Square, which you, you did in that trendy town of Oakland. The most, the silliest thing about that whole thing is how do the Giants, because they control the territory into San Jose, how does baseball not say, you know what, guys? We got enough. We're going to San Jose. Yes. Or we're going to. Well, I San mean, Jose won't build anything for them. But I mean, there's more money than God out there. Why not? If you go, go to, to Vegas. Right yeah. Go to Las Vegas. I don't know. You know, I you got to have a dome, so. But uh, did, did go you, somewhere. Go anywhere. Go to Nashville. Did you see your fellow columnist Jim Suhan's lead on Byron Buxton today? Yes, I did. That, he's, <laughs> that he went out to left field wearing a brace on his his leg, his knee. Mm-hmm. And then he's also uh, not, they're not settling for merely making the playoffs. They're going to win the, they're going to. Go for a ring. That's what we want. Oh God, I'm, I'm so happy story. to hear that. Yes, uh, uh, as I I said this that uh, Byron, we don't want to hear about uh, your aspirations for this team. We want to know if you're going to play a hundred games in center field. Yeah, well, yeah. And my fear is he's not going to come close to that, and no. that they're going to DH him. But like you've always said, the second, yeah. 
Um, did you also see, and I did not take a look at this until today, did you see what the last name of the Twins head athletic trainer is? No. <laughs> now, I didn't look at this or I didn't identify it at the time, but in Sue Han's column today I did. His first name is Nick. His last name, I don't know how, exactly how it's pronounced, but it's Papa Resta. Papa P-A-P-A-R-E-S-T-A. He could be a Greek. He, and Papa, Papa Resta. Resta. But I mean, yeah. Rocco just hired him on the name based alone. That's yes, right. Papa Resta, who doesn't play today? Oh, man, that's a good play on words. We're going to have a... <laughs> We're going to have some fun with that. You had Papa year. up. Now We're you got Papa it. Resta. So we should all, by the way, be celebrating, however temporary it is, Anthony Edwards having the guts yeah. to do it his pre-All-Star press conference and say, if I'm 80%, I'm going to play. I want to play every yes. game. I don't. I think the worst part about our game is that fans might show up. They want to see you. Now, what we have to remember is Cat missed one game his first three years, 82, 81, 82. Cat was a warrior when he was a kid, right? I mean, I don't know if he's a warrior, but he played them all. Wiggins played them all. He played them all. So this can't be the same. I don't know what happened with him, but this can't be the same Cat. Something got in his head that playing is not that important. Because you can't miss, I don't care what anybody says, you can't miss two months with a calf strain. And and you apparently are going to miss the entire season. Yeah, I don't know he's coming back. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, if, unless. But are they are they concerned the Achilles might go like Durant said? I, I don't know enough about this thing. Well, but yeah, but you'll be back from, you can be back from an Achilles almost as fast as you can. I don't know if they're, do you really think that the trainers are telling him not to play? I, I think the trainers are going to him and saying, "Are you ready to play?" And he's saying, "Man, I think it still hurts. I don't know. Maybe I might could be wrong. Maybe they are." But I love what Ant said because it's true about guys that can play that don't play. Yeah, and he said, "You know, this." He basically saying what I said: hundred percent is not realistic in any sport. Correct. You can't if that is your standard for playing or ninety five percent. Your standard for playing has to be, can you play today? Yeah, I think I can. Yep. That's it. That's uh, that's that's the whole deal. Yep. It's uh, And especially on the road, it, it's like your LeBron Toronto thing. But I think you look at the cat timeline and you realize how much sports and particularly the NBA has changed in a period of eight years. Yeah. You know, it's... And and people would like you to say, well, the reason he's getting hurt now is he played eighty two games in uh in uh you know, when he was first, second, third year, which is absolute horse crap. We found last year, certainly in the baseball, that giving guys time off getting guys off their feet in April and May doesn't do you a damn bit of good in August. Mm-mm. Right? Oh no. Which is why you got Papa Resta. Yeah, Papa Resta. Papa Resta can tell you when to rest. Yes, I mean, but I just like the fact that Ant did that in a press conference at an event where a lot of guys are very concerned about load management. If Good if, for him. Yes. Oh, I loved him. And he says what's on his mind. You, you would like to see, can he can he remain this great character? I, I don't think Cat was know. ever a great character. No, 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 no. no, no. But, but, he, but, but like he's not as hard to like that as he was now because he played all the time, right? Yes. 
Uh, that's why you need dibs in the world. That's why you still need dibs. You, you, dibs isn't walking through the locker room saying you're okay. He's, here's the starters. Somebody, I've always said, if you're a baseball player and you need a day off, you got to come and tell me. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting the trainer come in with a list of six guys who can't play. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing if about it. If you're a manager. I always said that to Gardy. I said, are you going out and remember when they were, they were having their problems with this uh, when they went in the tank there. Yep. And I said, but when you go out there and have them give you permission slips to play, what the hell's going on here? It drove me crazy. Yep. And Rocco and took now it it's worse now. 18 now. notches. Well, the most distressing quote of the year was Falby saying at that little press conference when they announced the catcher, whatever it was. What's Christian? Whatever. Vasquez. Vasquez. They had a little that little media session. I wouldn't call it a press conference, but he said, "Then we think maybe we pushed some of these guys too, too hard, hard to come back from injuries." There was other people there, six, six or seven other people, and so I didn't say anything, but I really bit my tongue from saying, "What the bleep are you talking about?" You know. So is he talking I about? Ask enough smart ass, I ask enough smart ass questions in those settings to. To do it again, but but I mean, were they talking about Polanco because he had some problems? I mean, they they certainly couldn't Polanco, have been talking about many of well, the guys. Polanco wanted to, Polanco. You always play. have the idea he wanted to play. He yeah. kept playing, and now but now they're blaming themselves for yes. not giving him more days off. Yes, he's going to be get forced to take more. Oh yeah, they, this is not changing. No, oh god, no, no, it's not changing. It's, it's so you got these extra infielders, right? You got the great Kyle Farmer, and you got. Uh, <laughs> that was very Sid like of you. And uh, yeah, that was. That was genius, that was, Kyle Farmer. Yeah, right. I, I, actually, he, he wouldn't have got the name right. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they could have another spare infielder. So Correa, with the alleged bad ankle, he's going to have to take 25 games off, right? Minimum. Oh, God, Even yeah. if he doesn't get hurt. Minimum. Polanco's going to have to take 25 games off. Yep. They'll. Probably let Miranda. Play the ankle well. will actually embolden Rocco to sit Correa more. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. Even though we we passed on it, yep. said it was. Even though we gave him two hundred yep. million, said it's okay. It'll be referenced. He hasn't missed times. Yeah, we got to rest that ankle. How about John Heyman? You know, I like Heyman. He's a hell of a reporter. I mean, he gets a lot of stuff. He'll throw bombs out there. But the idea that I've never seen an ankle that bad. Oh, from a. a Unnamed, oh, unnamed doctor. Met. It's got to be some Mets source trying to defend the Mets for yeah. signing him. The whole thing's very. The whole thing's weird. It is I don't know weird. what to expect. To be honest with you, well, as I we mean, could it go in three years? I guess. Two well, years? have we said here before? The, uh, the Mets, the Mets told you how much they really wanted this deal that the owner agreed to. On the spur of the moment, yeah. when they hired the same, when they had the same medical consultant that the Giants used to reject him. I wonder if the GM, because I think that there's a decent crop of third basemen in free agency next year. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the GM told Cohen, hey, let's not do that and let's just wait. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, Correa's not a third baseman. No. I, I'm sure he'd be fine there, but. Well, plus, shouldn't they be a little burned considering what they got for Lindor? I mean, they paid Lindor like yeah. like I loved Lindor, by the way. Yep. I I thought I was shocked, but they haven't they haven't got near their money's worth. Be true. 
production, even when healthy and then not healthy. And uh, man, is there going to be pressure on production. them though? Ooh. the Mets. Oh yeah. I mean, they're already ta- talking about World Series. Yeah, well, you got Scherzer. He's you got Scherzer. You got two guys that are forty years old. Their arms could fall off. You know, Verlander's never going to be the same. And the division's really good, yeah. right? I mean, the yeah. Braves are great. Well, I said this: the Twins, Phillies. the Twins, with what they've done, have a better chance to win the AL Central than the Mets do to win the yep. NL East. But they'll be made into the big favorites, the glamour guys. If they'd gotten Correa, the pressure would have been really high. Mm-hmm. Who the hell manages them? They say? Buck, right? Yeah, yeah. Buck, Buck. Uh, poor Buck. Him. Go get him, Buck. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. All right, you got anything else? Uh, let's see. Uh, well. Are our gopher hoopers going to win another one? We're going to get to two. We're going to get to two. Who we got left? We just lost to Penn State, right? Yeah, at home. Yeah, no, I don't think they will. I don't think we'll get to two. It's real bad. And they might not may even make up the Michigan State game, huh? And the women lost again, right? Didn't they? Yeah, they beat Nebraska. They scored 90. Did you see that game, by the way? No. 52 fouls, 66 free throws. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's exciting that's, basketball. That is, uh, you know, that I don't know who the officiating crew was, but they should never work another game of anything in their entire So the life. state of gopher basketball has never been worse. No, no. As a whole entity. What are they going to do? Well, you can't fire Ben after two years. Nothing with Ben. But you can call Lindsay in and say, really? You know, if, if the transfers, if she, I mean, Scalia leaves, they win the. She's on a Big Ten championship team in yeah. Indiana. So now, if you're one of those impressionable youngsters, that's what I was going to ask you. Are they going to lose more? If they right. lose more of the kids off the current roster, I, I don't know. I, I think you got to do something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was saying this a couple of weeks ago. The bad teams are the bad trouble with the transfer portal is the bad teams get worse. Yes. Yeah. By the way, Patino bro bounced back after the losing streak and beat San Jose by 30 yesterday. So uh, they're back to 500 in the Mountain West after uh, winning the 13th Mashburn's still there, right? Yeah. He His had, 14th he had year? A good game in College basketball? Yeah. No, no. He's yeah, he's about two years behind Marcus Carr. He must have five left. Oh, Mar- Marcus, Marcus Carr, Carr just turned 46. <laughs> yes, right. Happy birthday, he's Marcus. He's as old as some of those hockey players on the uh, – uh, Mankato sees as old as the Mankato State <laughs> hockey player, for goodness sakes. I shouldn't say that. I like Mike Hastings, but they, uh, they are, uh, you know, you got to, you know, you know your hockey team's old when you have to try to keep them away from the young co-eds, you know. And this, this age, this is age inappropriate, yep. okay? Yep. You, you're you can't, you can't you're 32. Be, you can't be dating that freshman. So, oh, man. All right. All right, that's it. You have heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said, uh, through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would like to think. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the four. 
48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. 